lately, both in our church and within our local community, we've been having so many activities and so much life. It's very beautiful to see, beginning with those baptisms at the Easter Vigil, Confirmation, the First Communions. Today, there's a great number of parishioners who are running in the Flying Pig Marathon to help out the seminary. And someone, right before I was about to begin Mass, they said, Father, you should try to tie in a flying pig in your homily somewhere. So, <laughs> so I think I'll leave that for the children's liturgy of the Word. They can take care of that piece. But uh, I think everyone likes trivia. If you are on the television a little bit, you see the number of shows that are trivia-related. You know, there's this show out there which wasn't around when I was here, which is Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? And uh, very interesting because it seems like we keep lowering the bar, you know. So I just want to put out there a little bit of trivia before I speak about today's gospel that'll help us to understand today's gospel. The gospel of John is divided into what's called the book of signs and the book of glory. Two parts. And there's a lot of thought behind John's gospel. It's not that he just sat down and said, okay, well, let's see what I remember, and he started writing. No, he was writing with a purpose. And what he did was, he put down seven signs that point to Jesus Christ as the Son of God. Seven miracles, so to speak. And the seventh, the most important sign is Jesus' death and resurrection. Then John takes seven Jewish feasts and the seventh feast that appears is the Feast of Passover, where they sacrifice the Passover lamb, and Jesus Christ, in that context, is sacrificed on the cross. And lastly, John gives us seven I am discourses, obviously making reference back to when Moses meets God in the burning bush, and he says, what Am I, who are you? Who am I to say that you are when I go before your people? And God says, tell them, I am sent you. And the seventh, I am discourse, is the one that we read today. The seventh sign, Jesus dies and rises from the dead. The seventh feast, the Passover, the lamb that is sacrificed. And today, the seventh I am discourse. And what is it that Jesus says? I am the true vine. Now we can run right over this phrase and say, yeah, Jesus is saying he's the vine. Why does he say I am the true vine? Did you ever think about that? If, there, if he's the true vine, then who's the false vine? 
Jesus knew his audience and spoke to them. They understood him right off the bat. There's a Roman historian, Josephus, who records how above the temple in Jerusalem, which is the center of the Jewish people, above the temple of Jerusalem, there was engraved an incredible golden vine. The vine was the symbol of Israel. It was the symbol of their country. Israel was the vine which God was taking care of. The Jewish people picked that up right away. And what is Jesus saying now? He's saying, I am the true vine. He's saying, you who have been looking towards your nation, towards society as the source of life, the source of hope, you've been deceived. I am the true vine. And how that applies to our day and age. How often each one of us, maybe even without realizing it, put our hopes, put our desires, and place our happiness within the society we live, our nation. And we can think, this is where I'm going to be happy. And we passionately strive and die to make this place the source of our happiness. And what does Jesus Christ tell us, me? I am the true vine. Another interesting thing is when I was over in Italy, there are so many vineyards. As you go down the highway, and even if you go off the highway, just vineyards everywhere. Italy is famous for their wines. And sadly enough, I never learned about vineyards when I was over there. So I had to go to this great thing, which is called Google, and find out. I was interested. I said, well, why all this imagery about the vine? How do you take care of vine? take care of vines. And I went on Google, and I was fascinated. The first thing they say is that the vine is one of those plants that demands the most care from the vine grower. He has to support it with a bamboo stake at the beginning, so the first shoot starts to wrap its way up. He doesn't even touch it usually for the first year, because it's too delicate. And then once it gets to the certain height and starts to shoot off all these branches, he prunes them back and leaves either four or six branches. And he's constantly pruning, shaping, fertilizing, watering, protecting, supporting. He's putting wires up all over the place just so that it produces fruit. The people of Israel grew vines. They knew what Jesus was saying. And what's he saying? He's saying, my father is the vine grower. That is to say, God is the first one that's interested in my happiness. He's the first one that's interested in that I produce fruit. 
And why do I say this? Because we forget it. How often we think God is here and He keeps me from having fun. God is the impediment to my happiness. I have to check off boxes and that's no fun. God stands in the way of what I want. Don't we think that way? I know I've thought that way before in my past. And yet, what does Jesus tell us? My Father is the vine grower. God is the first one interested in your happiness. He's number one that's out there toiling, breaking his back, pruning, supporting, fertilizing, watering. He is the one doing that. And I'd like to finish with just the second phrase he, he mentions here. He talks about pruning. And again, I read on Google how they prune. Very interesting. They prune away every branch that does not stem from the main vine. Because those branches that stem off of branches suck the energy out of those branches and they will not produce fruit. We have to look at our lives and say, what are those things that aren't rooted in Jesus Christ, the vine, that are sucking my energy away. And we have to cut them off. We complain that we're not happy. Why? Because we have so many branches that are sucking the life out of me that aren't rooted in the vine in Jesus Christ. And the last thing Jesus says, he speaks about the branches that do bear fruit, and he prunes them. He cuts them too. How true it is. In my life, I feel like I'm doing everything right. I try to live out of love for God. And yet, why do I suffer? Why do I suffer when I do, and I do try to do everything right? It's because God wants me to grow. And just like the vine doesn't see the fruit right away, right after you prune it, it's not like, all these grapes pop out. And the vine says, oh, that wasn't so bad. Now I got grapes. No, it takes almost a year the gardener cuts it, prunes it, it hurts, it looks ugly. And you're like, what? I thought I was doing good. And it's only in time that we see God knew what he was doing and we produce more fruit. We are happier.